When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 11, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello, all you glorious book fiends. Before I get started telling you about today's awesome books, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, and it is Libby. September is Library Card Sign-Up Month, and if you're not currently using your library, there's never been a better time than now. In addition to the great community programs and tools that libraries have always offered, a library card enables you to get 24-7 access to ebooks and digital audiobooks through Libby, Overdrive's new one-tap reading app. Simply download the free app, put in your library card number, and you'll be instantly connected to thousands of books on your smartphone or tablet. Visit meet.libbyapp.com for more information, and be sure to sign up for a library card today if you haven't already. So that's exciting. Library books. I love the library. Um, let me tell you about some books, 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 books now. Um, the, I read a book last week, really great book, called The Tragedy of Brady Sims by Ernest B. Gaines. And it's about a man who kills his son after his son is sentenced to life in prison, uh, shoots him in the courtroom, and this young reporter who witnesses the whole thing uh, is told to get a backstory on Brady Sims and write a human interest story. So he visits the town barbershop to get all the gossip. It was really fantastic. I have never read Ernest Gaines before. Definitely got to fix that. Um, so I was thinking about little books because this book is only 120 pages. And I love a little book. Like, especially like, if you're having a reading slump, if you're having a hard time, like, getting into reading, like, little tiny books, like, you feel like you're accomplishing something if you read a bunch of those, kind of get you back into the swing. I just love them. One of my very favorites I talked about a few weeks ago, that was Chronicle of a Death Foretold by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Um, and I have a bunch of other great ones that I think you'll love. I think there might be something here for everyone. I'm going to start off with one of my favorites. It's The Mezzanine by Nicholson Baker. It's a literally, like the man's thoughts for the five minutes he's riding up an escalator and it's just so cool and so full of detail i know that someone once told me that they were assigned this in a photography class in college because the attention to detail is so amazing that the teacher wanted them to read this to to get an idea what they should be looking for um the next one is the solace of open spaces by gretel ehrlich it's her memoir about um she's uh, experienced a loss and she moves to Wyoming to try and change her life, get a, a new perspective on life, get some fresh air. Uh, if you like Cheryl Strayed or Annie Prue, this is a great book for you. Um, she also had another one that she wrote after this uh, called Match to the Heart about surviving being struck by lightning, which is also amazing. Um, not being struck by lightning, that's not amazing, but her book is amazing. Um, <laughs> scratch that. Uh, the next one is Everything You and I Could Have Been If We Weren't You and I by Albert Espinoza. And it's a very small book. The title is actually probably longer than the whole book about the future, 
not too far from now, where people are able to give up sleep by taking a drug, and they're so happy because they can just do stuff all the time and they don't have to sleep. Um, but some people resist, and one of those people is Marcos. He thinks that dreaming is the best part of sleeping, so he kind of resists, but then he loses his mother and decides he's going to start taking the drug after all. Another is So Long, See You Tomorrow by William Maxwell. It's about a murder that takes place in the 1920s and how it drives a wedge in the friendship between two teenage boys. And 50 years later, the narrator is looking back on what really happened. It won the National Book Award in 1980. If you like Tinker by Paul Harding or Stoner by John Williams, highly, highly recommend this one. The next one is Passing by Nella Larson, a classic. You probably all had to read it in school if you didn't run out and read it right now. It is about a light-skinned African-American woman who is married to a white man who doesn't know her past. And she encounters an old friend who uh, grew up with her and they sort of have to face their lies, like the lies that they are living. Um, another is A Jello Horse for something completely different. A Jello Horse by Matthew Simons. It's about an unnamed narrator who drives his new roommate across the country for his brother's funeral and the sort of adventures that they have on their road trips. Another is, if you like something a little spooky, a Swiss horror story called The Black Spider by Jeremias Gotthef, who was actually, it was the pseudonym for a Swiss pastor at the time. It's this super creepy tale told by a grandfather about a small village and the black spider. It was written in 1842 and it's still pretty creepy. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Another is Grief is the Thing with Feathers by Max Porter. Very small, beautiful novel about a man whose wife dies and how he and his two sons are dealing with it. Um, it's, it's a five-tissue read, at least. So sad, but so beautiful. Um, another is Nip the Buds, Shoot the Kids by Oye Kenzaburo, about teenage boys in Japan who are relocated from a reformatory school to a remote village during wartime and how they are detested by the locals and then left to survive on their own when a plague strikes the village. Um, Oye Kenzaburo won the Nobel in 1994. He's an excellent writer. Um, the next is The Man Who Was Thursday by J.K. Chesterton. It was written in 1908. It's a metaphysical thriller. The main character is recruited to the secret anarchist division of Scotland Yard, and shenanigans follow. Another one, another old one. These are, these are some pretty old ones. Is I Await the Devil's Coming by Mary McLean. It's basically her memoir. She was a teenage girl who lived in Montana. This is like a true story. It was written in 1902. And she was like, I pretty much hate and refute everything that I've been taught that I should want and need in life. Um, I don't want a man or a marriage. And I don't care if I go to hell if I don't do the things I'm supposed to. I think she would have like a really awesome Tumblr account now if she was alive. But she's pretty awesome. The next one is Salsa Nocturna by Daniel Jose Older. It's a collection of stories. It was his first release. Um, in, the, in those stories, we first meet characters that will go on to appear in his Bone Street Rumba books. The edition that I read was 140 pages, but there is a new edition now that's like 292 pages and has additional stories and all kinds of deluxe exclusive stuff, which is pretty cool. The next one is Bartleby the Scrivener by Herman Melville. You might have heard of him. He wrote some book about a whale. This is his little novella about a scrivener at a lawyer's office who won't do his work and when he's told to do things says, I would prefer not to. I recently read this. I was like, hmm, old, boring, classic, right? No, wrong. Fantastic. Loved it. 
Um, if you like cats, if you're a cat person, I have a two fur for you. There's The Cat Inside by William Burroughs. Yes, that William Burroughs who wrote Naked Lunch and Junkie. Um, he wrote this really sweet little book about adopting a cat, as did Mae Sarton, who you might know from Journal of Solitude. She wrote a book called The Fur Person about when she adopted a cat. Both delightful, just so cute little takes on you know living with cats. Really cute. The next is Binti by Nettie Okorafor. When the Hugo and the Nebula came out two years ago. The third one comes out in a few months. So excited. Um, this is about a girl who is the first of the Himba people to get into Umza University, but her parents don't want her to go, so she uh, hides the fact that she's enrolled and runs away and takes a ship to the planet where the school is, but her journey is interrupted. Um, there's also The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil by George Saunders. It's about a country named Inner Horner, which is only large enough for one citizen at a time. Only one person at a time can stand in the country. And the tyrannical Phil, who takes over anarchy and injustice, follows. It's hilarious and awesome. The next one is Too Loud a Solitude by Bahumu Haribal. It's hard to say. Um, it's about a man who rescues books from a compacting press and brings them home to live with him. It's so sweet and sad and just lovely. Such a delightful book. The next is Springtime, a ghost story by Michelle de Kretzer. It's about a young art historian in Australia who is out walking her dog and she thinks she sees a woman in an old-fashioned gown and she just realizes that the world seems very different to her and it's sort of like, are these things really happening or are they not? And the last pick is Fatale by Jean-Patrick Manchette. He was one of a very famous French crime author. This is about a cold-blooded professional killer named Amy who may have met her match. And so those are some really great little books. And today for Dealer's Choice, I'm thinking of rereading Transmetropolitan, my favorite comic. It's by Warren Ellis and illustrated by Derek Robertson. Uh, came out in single issues in 1997 to 2002. It's about Spider Jerusalem. He is a 23rd century cyberpunk hunter S. Thompson type journalist. He's all about the drugs and the alcohol and sex, but he's also an ace investigative journalist. In the first volume, he goes to the dangerous Angels 8 district to interview the transients, who are people who elect to become part alien. And here he also has his first encounter with the President of the United States, who is the big bad throughout the series. Uh, there's like 10 or 11 volumes. I loved this comic. I haven't read it in a long time, and I'm thinking of revisiting it. I can't imagine why. Um, and so that's it. That is it for our show today. Um, you are awesome, and thanks for joining me. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Libby, Overdrive's new OneTap reading app. Visit meet.libbyapp.com for more information. We will have a link in the show notes. You can also find a list of books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck at Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>